Whatever crap. I'm thinking fun of it because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like Looney Tunes because it's offensive to the French, I guess? Chase, this is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome back. Uh, another week, Sonder Stories. Doing our best to stay true to the, the promise that we made all of you that, that we would try our best to not go a week without content. Did I say that right? I, I feel like I, feel like we, I maybe did. Did we promise that? I, we tried our best. Mm. We promised to try our best, and I think that's that's an accurate promise. We're trying our best. That's fair. It doesn't mean that we're, we always hold true to that promise, but we're we're trying our best. All right, I'm, I'm down a rabbit hole here that I'm not sure that I can get out of. So yeah. let's move on. Um, welcome back. I'm not even going to try to remember what chapter we're on because twenty eight. Are you confident in that number? 95% sure. Okay. Well, everyone else that's listening sees the chapter on the title, so they know what chapter it is. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for tuning back in, Sonder Stories. And today we're going to talk about uh, one of our team members, somebody who's been with us now for a few months. Uh, I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll try to guess, but I'm not 100% sure. But we're talking about Ben Ramsey. Um, by the way, I'm joined by most of our production team here. I got Chase, Jeff Parker, Luke Shropshire, Ben, of course, and PNP over there with uh, with the mic. So everybody, say hi. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Yeah, we're, we're still present. We, got, <laughs> we only have the capability to have four mics, so usually there's. A group of a minimum of three people sharing two mics. Today we've got four sharing two, so uh, bear with us a little bit on that piece. But let's just jump right in. Uh, ben, why don't you uh, why don't you say hey? Give us a little a little bit of your your background um, before you got to Saunder. Okay, so uh, I'm originally from Kentucky. I'm a transplant up here, born and bred. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I lived in Lexington for about 13 years, which is when I got into the whole beer scene. Uh, it kind of just started, I guess, like a lot of brewers. Uh, got into home brewing. Um, I was running a craft beer bar at the time, uh, and I was also working at another craft beer bar slash uh, homebrew supply place. Uh, they asked me to start teaching homebrewing on the weekends. Uh, we had classes, so I kind of got into that. And just fell in love with it from there. And uh, my wife, of all people, said, uh, why, don't, you know, why don't you try to do it for a living? And I was like, well, it's not that easy. You know, it's not like you just walk up to a brewery and say, hey, I want to start working here. Uh, but I kind of had a few people I knew uh, with Country Boy and a few people that worked at Alltech, which is Kentucky Ale. Um, and uh, I talked to them. They said, you know, put in a resume. I went in for the interview and told him I'd do whatever I had to do to get a job there. If I had to rake the yard, I'd do that. And sure enough, my first day there, I was no kidding. I was raking the leaves. <laughs> it, 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 was, it, it was in October, yeah. So I was raking the leaves. And then I don't know how many months I spent just cleaning kegs and kegging. I did that forever before 
I even got to move into cellaring and doing, you know, filling barrels, which is, you know, 95% of their stuff at Alltech is the bourbon barrel ale. Uh, from there, I got into filtrations, uh, brewing, and just kept, you know, gaining more and more knowledge from there. Uh, between them and Country Boy, I learned a lot. Uh, my wife got a job up in Cincinnati, so I kind of needed to figure something out with that end. So she actually moved up here a year before I did, so we had two places, one in Lexington, one in Cincinnati, uh, and I continued to brew at Alltech until I could figure something out about, you know, getting a job up here. Um, out of nowhere, something came about about opening the uh, old firehouse brewery. Uh, I got in contact with uh, one of the owners that was wanting to do it. It was a husband and wife. I met up with them. That was about a year and a half, two-year process probably, um, just looking into what we needed, building. You guys all know it's pretty crazy. Uh, I have no idea about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, it's just painstaking. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, went into that. So it started there. Um, we came out of the gates full force, you know, 15-barrel brew house. Uh, I came from a 25-barrel brew house to 15, which, you know, is whatever. Uh, is that all? All tech is only 25-barrel brew house? It was when I was there. Okay. Yeah, okay. so they've since, I mean, blown up. They've right. got a whole new facility. It's top-notch now. When I was there, it was, I mean, it's, it was less than what we have here. I mean, everything's still manual. There's no automation. And, and I, I know you, you kind of mentioned it. I'm not sure if, if it was a little facetious or not, but you mentioned 95% of it is, is Kentucky. I mean, it's got to be, it's got, all jokes aside, it's got to be a heavy portion of the percent of their business Oh, there. I guarantee it. it. I mean, it was crazy. And it always blew my mind that you would make a barrel-aged product like your number one core lineup because it's, there's so much involved in it labor-wise and just getting barrels. And it, it, even with us being in Lexington right next to bourbon country, I mean, it's whatever. It was still a nightmare. And it, and it was just – it's a lot of logistics to get all that to work. So, And, and, it and really, the storage it, space. The storage and, and space for what, the barrels alone, I feel like, would take up a, a – a, or be a, a logistical nightmare. Our warehouse, I mean, was bigger than the brewery just to store mm-hmm. barrels. And it was cooler space, yeah. Because we kept everything cold, all the barrel aging stuff. So we had to have a coolers wow. just to store the beer. I mean, it was insane. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I learned a lot there, though. And, um, and how long were you there before you actually – a couple of years before Yeah, you... probably three. Okay. I'm going to say I was there about three years before I had the opportunity to uh, do the firehouse brewery. Uh, and so you so fast forward the three years, then you're you're at Old Firehouse. Yeah, I was there about four years. Okay, uh, until I left the Firehouse to go to uh, March First Brewing. Okay, and I was there about two years until I got the offer to come here. And uh, and approximately what I, I guess six months or so now you've been with the team, maybe a little yeah, less. Yeah, I started in August. Okay, so yeah, less than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it was just March 1st, a little bit different. Uh, it was brewing and distilling, so I had my hand, and cider as well. Okay. So I had my hands in a little bit of everything. So quite the range of experience. Yeah. Uh, a, a awesome opportunity, Chase. I mean, you to be able to, to you know, match, uh, you know, what, what you and Luke were doing. It, Jeff, you had come in. You had started at the, at the time of, of Ben coming in, and you had kind of rolled into – there was this blend of we knew that 
we were going to soon be having you in packaging, so there was this opportunity here and, and a little bit of a void on, on seller and hot side and, and all the things that, that you guys are all trained on doing down there. So then to be able to bring somebody like Ben in, I'm sure it, it's really cool from our perspective when we go down to the, the production floor and, and are able to stand down there and see. I feel like all four of you bring a little bit of something different to the table from your backgrounds and, and Ben, with your experience, that has to be pretty cool to be able to, to, to round that out with the rest of the team. Yeah, it was huge because, uh, you know, with Ben's uh, experience with more of the uh, more production brewery was really key for us because that's, that's our goal. That's where we're going to. So having Ben's experience uh, uh, to help, you know, Matt, who doesn't have experience in the brewing and more of the production side, uh, for our entire team, really, uh, including myself, uh, having that experience has it's been, it's been, it's it's been a huge asset uh, for us because, because now that I'm getting a little bit um, off the floor more and more, uh, having that experience back there is just nice to have. And you know, he's he's doing a really good job picking up on the processes super quick. So is it? I I kind of alluded to it here, but is it fair to say that with your entire team that that everybody could kind of fill the need if somebody you know goes on vacation for a week or mm-hmm. whatever i mean it's i think that's one of the things that makes our team really well-rounded but also a little bit a little bit unique is because of everybody's different skill sets everybody is able to to learn from one from one another to get to a point to where you know hey chase you're going to be gone for a week let's have have ben step in hot side or or luke mm-hmm. can do this on the cellar or so on and so forth yeah yeah that's been that's been huge because basically and, and Luke can speak more of this as well, but uh, <laughs> but basically, uh, whatever we we have been go after and tackle, he picks it up extremely quick, does a great job at it, and uh, just is always impressing us. And and is that something Ben had prior to coming to Sonder? You had experience both in the brew house as well as cellaring and packaging and all of that stuff, right? That's kind of that you you, you mentioned that you started raking leaves and then. What at Alltech probably worked your way up through through learning a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, I did, and I think the biggest thing uh, for brewing, you you need to be well rounded. You should be able, you should always know how to keg. You should or sweep the floors. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. I and I always joke and say, you know, majority of brewing is cleaning, and it, it really, <laughs> and it really is. And I don't think people really understand that. And like I know brewers make jokes about it and stuff all the time, but. Really, a lot of it is cleaning and process. So, I think everybody that works on a production, you know, production side of brewing, uh, should be able to do yeah. uh, everything. Whether that's you know your job ninety percent of the time or whatever, but yeah. you should be able to step down, get into the cellar because it also makes you better at your job because you can understand, uh, you know, other aspects of you know why something went wrong or what how to fix it or whatever. Uh, so even if you're on the hot side, knowing what's going on in the cellar or packaging, it just, I mean, it makes everything flow easier. And then, like you said, if everybody's, you know, trained on everything, even if that's not what you're doing all the time, it makes it a lot better, you know, to come into a place, you know, like coming here. I'm so used to everybody's, everything's compartmentalized so much that, if somebody does want to take off or something happens, you're sick or whatever it is, it's so hard and it puts such a kink in production wise and it just puts you behind and it's hard on everybody. And it was 
that's one of the biggest things. You know, I loved coming in here, and I slid right in. I fit in with everybody, and the knowledge here is it's just awesome to be around other people that have experience, and it's not like just coming into a whirlwind of trying to figure things out and fix things all the time. And that's the biggest thing, I think, here. I, I, <clears throat> you, you mentioned fitting in. I think that's we, – we talked about this on our, our anniversary podcast a little bit, but as our team – grows and as we add people not only to production but to sales and to marketing and to operations or whatever that looks like the the challenge will always be for us in every part of our organization keeping our culture intact i think from my perspective not being boots on the floor with you all in production from my perspective probably the coolest thing i think from you joining the team is and and chase and luke and 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 multiple people and i have talked about this is it's really fun to see you just fit right in from a culture standpoint. It's, it's really fun every morning when we walk in the door. It's like you're just one of the crew. So even though – that's why I said it feels like you've been here much longer than you have because I think from a culture fit and from a team perspective, man, it's like you've been here with these guys brewing beer since the beginning. So that for me is, is a really cool thing to see. And that, that was one of – you know, it's always nervous, you know, starting at a new job anyway. You know, you're excited, you're nervous – there's a little bit, you know, tons of feelings going on, but coming here and like, you know, after I met with you all, you know, the whole process before I actually got hired on, uh, I could just tell, and I even, I remember telling my wife, Bree, I was just like, it reminds me of Country Boy, because honestly, it, had I not had to move to Cincinnati, I would probably be yep. working there. I mean, that was just kind of the direction I was heading. Sure. Uh, and they wanted me as well, and they, they hated to see me go, you know, and I stay in contact with them all the time. Just because being there, you know, I would help out, you know, and I didn't even work there. But they trusted me, they knew, and they were friends and family. You know, I went to Thanksgiving stuff with them, and all kinds of stuff, you know. And then sliding in here, it, it just felt like, I, like you said, I worked here a long time. Everybody yeah. is just, you know, just reminded me of myself, really. It's just like a bunch of friends hanging out. Friends and family, we're here to do one thing. You know, it's let's it's work, but you know, we still like to have fun. We exactly. like to joke. We like to hang out. We want to make good beer and have a good time doing it. Because the, at the end of the day, I mean, yes, we're making beer. It's got to be good, you know, and it's got to be. But you got to keep it fun. You got to have the environment, and then it just makes then your beer. You see that in your beer as well. I completely agree. It, it, your your personality. Uh, comes out in the beers that you make and the way that you talk about them and the, the styles that you're creating. I, I completely agree. Um, it's exciting to see you fit right into that. So, Luke, let's, let's, you have been a part of the Cincinnati beer scene for a few years now, for a, a, longer than most of us in this building have been. Um, and you knew of Ben uh, yep. before, even though you, your, your paths had crossed, but you guys hadn't worked together. Yep. So... Um, it was kind of cool to, to have you to lean on throughout the process of, hey, as our team grows, um, we've, got, we've got this potential next fit for our production team. Um, how had y'all's paths crossed before, and, and how has it been for you now that you, that, that you two get to work together? Uh, so I, um, I, I, I didn't really know of Ben. I just knew of Old Firehouse. And mm-hmm. so Old Firehouse being all the way on Williamsburg, that's, that's a drive. Um, the beer I always remembered, though, and I've said this a million times, is the Proby Porter. So whenever I would see it on draft, I'd always get the Proby. I was like, man, whoever makes this is good. 
Old Fire's House has got some solid beers. You know, they were doing collabs with 50 West. So they were known pretty well uh, back when Ben was there in his heyday. Um, and so I, I, I never really got to meet the guy until I think it was um, Andy Clausen when I was at Mount Carmel left there to go be assistant brewer. And then he kind of didn't introduce me, but told me more about who Ben was and everything. I think it was when uh, we went, I went to uh, March 1st, I met you officially for the first time. And I think we both have heard of each other and we knew of each other, but we actually had never really met. But every single time I ran into him after that, we always had a really good conversation. Um, and I already knew his work and everything. Um, so when he had reached out saying, hey, is there any opportunity? And I went to you guys like, dude, solid. We should really interview this dude. He knows what he's doing. Like, I think he'd be really good point, or really good addition to the team, especially with he's opened a brewery. He's helped reshape a brewery. You know, he's learned from the ground up. Um, you know, he wasn't just kind of thrown into it and just kind of worked his way around. So organically grew into his position so awesome <clears throat> and and i think it's safe to say now fast forward a few months it's even better than we had we could have hoped for yeah yeah so let's get to know ben the dude now so we've we've talked a little bit about your past we've talked a little bit about your brewing experience you've gotten to here and now you're at Sonder. so let's get to know ben a little bit so one of the the we we have a series of questions that i like to ask and i kind of like we'll pick them randomly and and I think uh, a lot of these questions, uh, the fellows around the table have answered, but now it's your turn. So uh, what was, the, what was the, the breakthrough beer for you? What was the beer for you that, that got you into beer, if, if there's one specific beer? There's probably – there's one that I, always comes to my mind, but it's not really a – it's not a craft beer. It's Spot and Optimator. Uh, that's just, you know, I went from, you know, college drinking uh, yep. Natty Light Bush. What, I yep. usually drink Bush because uh, if I kept it in the fridge, nobody touched it. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well for me. And that's still, you know, it's still a really good beer. I love it. Uh, but uh, I always kept that in the fridge because nobody touched it. And then back then I used to drink uh, PBR too. And that was before it was like the popular thing to drink. Dan- Danny still drinks PBR. Oh, yeah. Is it, don't get me wrong. I'll do that in fireball shots all day. I, but, I, I have uh, it in the fridge now. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. I mean, PBR did a hell of a job marketing that. Oh my gosh! Was 2010 to yeah, you yeah. Know, younger gentlemen like Danny yeah. here. And, and, and it, <laughs> when I was in college, it was not like that. Like it that was, was not. No, no. no. It's, it was it's definitely cool to drink PBR. Now. Yeah, and we're all about the same age, so it's kind of yeah. Like I said, we're talking early, you know, 2000s. Like it was not like the mm-hmm. thing to drink. Right. Right. And it was dirt cheap, so. Anyway, I, I, you know, I tried a spot and optimator, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe beer could taste like this, you know. So then I started going into that, and I started drinking different, you know, German beers and stuff like that. But if I had to pick one that probably got me into craft beer, uh, it was probably Bell's Two Hearted. Oh, yeah. And that was, you know, the first, you know, IPA, I think, you know, that I had had that I actually enjoyed. Because before that, I just never really, I couldn't, it was hoppy. Everything's always hoppy, you know. And... I remember drinking that, and I was just like, wow, that's, that's fantastic. Yep. You know? I think a lot of people have had that experience with Too Hard. Sorry, Danny. Excuse my uh, not knowing, but what is Spot Optimator? I've never heard of it. It's Spot a, and Optimator. Yeah, it's, Spot a, a it's, a, it's a Doppelbach. <laughs> okay. So it's a German Doppel. I mean, it's real thick and heavy. It's From probably, where? It's German. Spot. Oh, Spot. gotcha. Yeah. So Spot and Brewery. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Spot and actually, I, I believe Spot and they developed the Munich Hellas. Beer style, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty cool. And I think awesome. I well, 
Who's the, the more one? you know. Yeah. The <laughs> Doppelbach, though, the big one, it's got the little goat on there. Uh, yeah. It comes with the yeah, little necklace does. goat. Yeah, it does. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think it's Iyengar. It's Iyengar. Is that it Iyengar? Yeah. 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 Uh, that was good. Like, they kind of invented the style. Uh, yeah, you always know if it's a Doppelbach, if it has Atr at the end. It's just traditional. So, um, Troganator is a Doppelbach, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, Atr, A-T-O-R, always Doppelbach. Which is, I guess, yeah, where Optimator comes from. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I had that in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. I was on spring break, and uh, it just blew my mind. And then, like I said, Bell's Too Hearted uh, got me into other styles outside of the, you know, German stuff. And then from there... It was the kind of floodgates were open. Yeah, it was like whatever I could get my hands on. Some yep. trogues, you know. Uh, just anything for the first time on spring break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in. Um, oh, it's yeah. on. St. <laughs> Augustine, Florida. Yeah, a friend of mine introduced me to it at a bar, and it was buy one get one. And he ordered like five when Dang. we first walked in. Yeah. So we had like ten beers sitting in front of us. We were trying to crush them. And how like, fast can we drink Doppelbox? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a terrible idea, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that a, was, isn't that a pretty? That's a fairly big beer too to drink. Oh yeah, of. it's it's huge. So it was. It, I want to say it's around nine percent. Yeah, that I sounds agree. about right. So, wow. Yeah. So we had five. I you bet know, you were pints. feeling no pain when you walked oh, out of that it was, bar. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even remember. And like I said, it was my first time down there, and I just met him. He was he was actually my wife's uh, friend. Uh, oh well, wife approved. That yeah. Works. So it worked out pretty good. He but he introduced me to it, and it, it was pretty. It was, yeah, it was wild. We ended up, he showed me campus, and we should not have been on campus, but <laughs> we went into buildings we weren't supposed to be going into, sure. and just, it Sounds was crazy. Like anybody's spring break, they can yeah. all into that. Yeah, so we did make it back to his house, though, so that worked out pretty good <laughs> with a couple signs and stuff, and uh, yeah, so uh, after that, it was just full on, and then, like I said, I worked at, um, it's called the Paddy Wagon, it's an Irish pub that we had like 40 beers on tap and probably another 60 to 60 to 100 in bottles. Is know? that Does it still exist today? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's down in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, and it was the only bar around there that you could actually get something other than, a, you know, Bud Light or Miller Light, you right. know, your standards. Uh, so from there, then on, they had a beer club. And uh, you just go in. You had to drink all the beers they had on the list. So I did that, obviously. Yep. And uh, Naturally. I yeah. Mean, come on. And then from then on, it was just like, well... My thought process was, if I start making it at home, it's going to be cheaper. You know, so, what, so do you have a, an infamous homebrew recipe? Is there a recipe that, that or is there a, a beer that you made at home that was kind of a mainstay or a staple? Yeah, it was actually a porter, surprisingly enough. Oh, yeah. imagine my shocked face. I know, right? So uh, <laughs> I can get down on the dark beers. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I started developing a porter recipe, which is actually the one that we have on now. Yep. Uh, it's called Broby. <laughs> yep. Yep. and that's the you know obviously to play off the proby uh but it's uh which is fantastic by the way I yeah mean, it's and, and actually the first time we ever sat down and it's funny when luke said it was at march 1st because he asked me for the recipe and, <laughs> and i actually did shooters shoot yeah, right that's I, and i didn't care i was like well we're not gonna brew it here because we already had a baltic porter and i was like wow they need, you know somebody else needs to you know take the reins and try to and I gave it to him, and it never did pop up here. And I was like, well, that's crazy. And uh, and here we are. Yeah, and then now, you know, then I start working here, and then it's like, are we going to make that beer? And I'm like, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, for sure, because that's, like, one of my favorite beers. Uh, but I always had that at the house, and uh, I did a double, you know, double IPA uh, that I used to make all the time. And 
Very cool. Yeah, so that, that was pretty much it. And then from then on, like I said, and then coming here, and that's just been fantastic since then. So what was your favorite? You mentioned you're friends with the Country Boy folks. Um, do you have a favorite Country Boy beer? I do. It, well, not to, it, it's a, a Jalapeno Porter. It's one of my favorites from them. Uh, Smoked jalapeno porter, which yeah. is the rest. Yeah. I made that at home back in the yeah. day. I, I didn't realize that until this weekend, actually. I was at a, a bar in Covington and saw that, and I was like, oh, crap. That's the recipe I've been wanting to make here for a while. Yeah. It, it tastes really good. Yeah, it's like so it? good. Yeah, it was good. Country Boy, just top to bottom, does really solid. They beers. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got another one. Uh, it's called Papa's Red. Uh, and they age, uh, it's an imperial red aged in uh, Pappy Van Winkle barrels. Okay. Had, yeah, Damn. so. Hey, if you can get your hands on some I of that did. for us. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, was, that was probably one of my favorites they did. And then, like I said, the porter. And then their standards, I mean, their shotgun wedding's fantastic. It's a vanilla brown. Uh, and then they've got another really good one. It's called Nate's Coffee Stout. Okay. Uh, and they, they just do a lot with the coffee, and their their dark beers are awesome, too, which is probably where I fell in love with them, too, you know? I, uh, I remember going to Country Boy. They had, they had only been open for probably less than a year at the time. And uh, I don't remember what I was doing in Lexington, but, but they hadn't been open for long. And I remember I, I had just gotten kind of into going to different breweries, and... I, I was in Lexington for the night, and I Googled, you know, craft, craft, whatever. I looked up wherever their places were, were, and Country Boy was one of the top recommended to go to. So I remember walking into the tap room. I used that term loosely at the time. It's not much of it a... Was, uh, I walked in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is... Uh, not, I'm not sure about this place. Did they still have the deers and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, and the uh, kayak hanging yep, off of the... Yep. It was, uh, it was interesting. And I walked in, and I, despite all of that, right, I ordered the shotgun wedding. And then I had, uh, they had a couple variants of cougar bait. Uh, and they ended up canning, obviously, I think the habanero nacho cougar bait or whatever, whatever they've done. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good one, too. Um, and they had a pepper, pepper version of the, the cougar bait. And I, I'm a sucker for pepper beers. I love them. And uh, I remember that was the specific beer that I texted my dad at the time, and I was like, get a load of this place I'm at. And so I sent, like, this, like, quick video of where I was, and he, he responded, like, looks interesting. And then I was like, but the beer is awesome. And, uh, and since then, I mean, they've done, they've done I, I admire it because it's just like, hey, our beer is our beer. Here's a place for you to drink it, but, but here's our beer. And, and, and since then, I had recently gone down there to pick up some barrel racks we had purchased from them, and the tap room, it still has that cozy home feel, but they've done a lot with it. That, that, uh, and you could tell it's just a, it's a mainstay for locals there that love to go there. Oh, yeah, and it's so close to campus that, I mean, it, and it, that's got, I mean, it's got a crazy crowd in there, too, because it's not just, you would think being that close to campus, it would just be younger crowd or something like that. It's Dude, not, I had it's my wide. daughter with me because she wanted to, to road trip with me down there to pick it all up. It was on a Saturday, and I was like, I'm like, all right, we'll just, I, I brought her with me. I'm like, we'll just run in here real quick. I just got to talk to the bartender. It was so crazy. Like, I had to end up, like, picking her up and carrying her because there were so many people in the tap room at, like, it was, it was like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. I know that because the, the IU game hadn't even kicked off yet, but it was just full of people. It was a home UK game, so there was a bunch of people just in there getting rowdy. Yeah, and that's so close to uh, Rupp Arena that mm-hmm. everybody parks there, comes in, gets beers. And then shoots right over to the games. 
and that whole place it's just wild and the people that aren't going to the games sit right in that tap room and yeah. and it's not much that it's two TVs yep. and uh it's it when he's not kidding it I mean it's tiny uh yeah. and like I said I just hanging out in there it was I haven't seen wild. I've seen photos obviously but I haven't seen the new facility but I heard it's beautiful yeah in, that, that in place Georgetown. is top notch Luke was just down there a couple weeks ago probably do they have a tap room there, or is it okay? Okay, and it's it's wildly different than their first location, right? Yeah, I mean it's like full on production brewery. Yeah, that's what I thought. And fifty barrel sprinkling, you said. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I'm sure that's nice. You know, coming from what they they started off with, like a little, probably it's not even like a five barrel. I mean, it was tiny. Yeah. Uh, just a step up from homebrew. And uh, so, were you were you brewing with them, or were you just kind of hanging out? Like, what was your I know you said you became friends with them. So what was your what was your involvement throughout that process? Yeah, really, it was we were just friends. But they, you know, if I was there or something, they would be like, "Hey, can you come help me?" And sure. I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." And at the time, you know, I was working, uh, I was working at Alltech anyway, and filling you know million barrels all the time. Right. So they'd be like, "Hey, can you come?" And they already knew what I, you know, yeah. I, that I knew what I was doing. So I would just roll in, you know, roll into the back with a pint of beer or whatever, sure. and just go at it because you know nathan or evan might be busy they didn't have a whole lot on their team at that point uh and the other place wasn't even a thought right so right. uh yeah i would just roll in there and help and i actually lived with two of them like i said that year difference uh i lived with evan and oh nathan. while your wife was up here yeah so while my okay. wife was up uh in cincinnati i had an apartment in lexington it was crazy that you know the only thing that was in the apartment was a tv and a couch <laughs> So that, that's what my apartment's like right now. <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> that's how I live. So Nate was like, hey, why don't, why don't you just you move? A lot of Frisbees, too, though. No. <laughs> Those are all in my car. <laughs> he was like, why don't you just move in with me and Evan? And I'm like, you sure you don't care? He's like, yeah, yeah, just we got a bedroom downstairs. And I'm like, okay, cool. So there was like four of us that lived there, four dudes. It was, and I was the only one that was like married, you know, so it was kind of like... <laughs> But his mom would always come in, and it, it it was pretty wild. I mean, it was basically like a bachelor pad, like except college? for me. Yeah, and that's what it took me back to. Like in the kitchen table, there couldn't even there wasn't even a kitchen table. There's just bottles sitting everywhere, bourbon, whatever else. And Evan, you know, I go up to his room, and he was really into like biology and stuff. And uh, he had two uh, the pets, but they were uh, he had he kept two rattlesnakes. He went to grad school for like. <laughs> Yeah, what? so he went to his undergrad was in biology, and then he specialized in grad school on native Kentucky reptiles or uh, whatever. Yeah, so he literally, I'm not joking, had two dude. rattlesnakes in this lockbox. Does box. anybody else kind of want to party with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, I, his mom would come in sometimes. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I worked uh, 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., so they were getting up when I was coming home. Right. And, you know, she would come in from uh, Western Kentucky and to stay for a day or two, and I'd be downstairs sleeping in the basement, and she would come in, make them breakfast stuff. She'd be upstairs, like, she'd making all kinds of racket. You know, I mean, just Meanwhile, all you would yeah. do is sleep. And all I'm trying to do is sleep, hours. and I could hear Evan screaming at his mom, like, Mom, Ben's downstairs sleeping. <laughs> and he's yelling at her, and Martha, blah, 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 blah. And then I would just get up at that point, and... Walk up, and she'd be like, oh, honey, I didn't know you were here. And, okay. and Evan's like, you know he lives here in the basement. Like, She's like, oh, you want some breakfast? And I'm like, what? sure. Can we go back? Why did he have rattlesnakes? Yeah, I know. It was weird. Like, you'd go in, and the whole 
And then he had like a, instead of like a dream catcher, it was like bones, you know, like <laughs> hanging from the ceiling fan. Like a nightmare catcher. Yeah, and I was just always like, Evan, what if these things get out? Like the snakes. Yeah. And I was like, are they venomous? He's like, well, yeah, technically I'm not supposed to have them, and I'm like. So, so like, if they have, get he didn't out, have the venom extracted. No, like these were he literally wild. Yeah, caught, I no longer want to party with. Yeah, this guy. wild <laughs> caught rattlesnakes, and it was just, and I was just like, the first place they're going is the basement, like, right where I'm sleeping, yeah, you know? nice and cold, and dark. Cold. Yeah, and I'm like, they're I'm gonna, and I had nightmares. Like I'd wake up with these rattlesnakes on me. Yeah, and I'm not a big snake dude anyway. No, like, I'm out on no snakes. Thanks, you know, and he's like, oh, you want to hold one? I'm like, no, I'm I'm good now, dude. He would he would get them out. Oh, yeah, like he. And he was the one you met, the beefcake. Oh, the jacked guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, I, that guy, I, he was jacked when and I met him. He's, he's, he's wearing, like, just, a, like, a tight white tank top, right? And he's, like, he's got, like, a backpack on. And homeboy, homeboy was yoked. Like, like that guy works out. He had, yeah. Yes. His veins are, like, popping out of his arms. And I'm, I'm in the, the – so, back, <laughs> quick backstory. This is the same Saturday that I was there with Bella, with my daughter – my six-year-old, to pick up barrel racks. I, I'd gone there because we purchased barrel racks. And Chase is like, yeah, the guy's name is whatever, you know, here, you know, go, go pick him up. So I walk in. The bartender has no clue what's going on. So she, so she gets in touch with him. He's at the Kentucky tailgate. And apparently he tells her, uh, yeah, uh, my brother talked to him or talked to his partner Go find the racks. The door's unlocked. I'm like, okay, I guess. So I go back there, and I just open the garage door and walk right in. And I'm back here looking for him. Well, his brother, who's... Evan. Okay. Evan walks up, and he's got this backpack on, super tight white tank top, and he looks like he's going to fight me. (laughs) And he's like, can I help you with something? And again, yoked, like jacked. And I'm like... Uh, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, I'm with Sonder. We're supposed to pick some stuff up. And he goes, yeah, cool, man. I'm just screwing with you. Get whatever you need. Then <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who did, who did uh, who'd your partner talk to? I was like, Nate, I guess. And he goes, yeah, Nate's the worst communicator on the planet. It's not surprising that I didn't hear about this till today. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for Evan, uh, I'm not even sure Nathan would even know how to get to work. Or, I mean, <laughs> luckily, luckily, Nate's married now, so... Uh, his wife, I think, keeps him on the straight and narrow. But, yeah, and Evan, they, they all have – their personalities are wild because you normally think they're just assholes. I mean – Yeah. But, but – yeah, I mean, and they probably are, I guess. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe I just got along with them because maybe I'm an asshole too. I don't know. But uh, – there, There's no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. But they've never bothered me. But other people sure. were like, oh, he looks kind of mean. You know, and I'm like, it's because he looks like he can beat me. Yeah, up. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know. That's just how he always looks. Like, I mean, it, like he's always sweaty, and like, <laughs> like he just got done. I'm not like he just got done from a run. And I remember when I'd be helping him out, like in between, like he would always go for a run during sparge. Like he would leave, like during what? Yeah. So like, when you're, oh, sparging. Yeah, because you know, I, I, okay. you know, it's gonna take say. As long as you get your numbers down right, like, you know it's going to take, say, 45 minutes. Hold on. He would go for a run during the sparge? Yeah. Because you know during that transfer and sparge, you're going to have, say, an hour. And that's, like, that's like when you maybe have a chance to eat or do whatever. He would literally go for a run. And he'd come back, no shirt on, pair of athletic shorts and some, you know, 
running shoes and then hop right back up in there and just and start start going back at it. And I'm like, hey, Jesus. hey, uh, Luke, Chase, we have some new goals for you guys. <laughs> We're going to need you to run a 5K during Sparge. <laughs> well, I, I believe I brought this up with Chase. I was like, you know, Chase, the guys at Voodoo Brewing, you know, what they'll do is they'll dough in and then they'll go to the gym. And then when it's time to start lottering, they'll come back. Do they seriously? Yes. <laughs> I, I can actually see, I can physically see Chase's skin crawling right now. I mean, there's always cleaning to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more get to know Ben questions. All right, so Desert Island. You get one album, one musical album for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh, Lord, that's a hard one. Uh, I think all, you guys have all answered this question, right? Or is there any of you that haven't? Jeff, have you answered this question? I don't, I don't think you have. What's, your, what's yours? While, while Ben contemplates his, what's your album? Yeah, you go first. I got to think. Oh, man. Maybe Zeppelin Physical Graffiti. Okay. That, that double disc. Yeah. Seven okay. and eight, possibly. Yep. That would be good for me. Yep. Luke, you answered that, right? I think. Was that not one of them you answered? I don't know. I see you trying to bow out of this and try not to have to answer the question. <laughs> if I had to pick, honestly, it'd probably be the first CD I ever bought. It's Bush, uh, Glycerine. Oh, yes. Well, it's, I'm sorry. That's the name of the song, 16 Stone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is yeah. the name of the album. Uh, that's still probably one of my favorites. Uh, it'd be a toss-up between that or something. I'd listen to a lot of reggae. So it, it, no, yeah. wonder, no wonder Chase Chase brought you yeah. onto the team. So like, there's a lot of parallels with us. Yeah. So. Did you did his, you know that? Yeah, Reggae. Yeah. 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 His his first job was raking leaves. Mine was sweeping the parking lot. <laughs> and that's what in a brewery. Yeah, and I actually swept. The, well, I had to blow the leaves off the parking lot because we had we had tours. We had you had tours a leaf going. blower. I yeah. bet Chase didn't even get a leaf blower. Uh, mine was stone, so I had to sweep it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite applicable. Yeah, we had a, it was one of the backpack leaf blowers, yeah. So yes. I had to blow those because we had tours coming in that evening. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And it, it would probably be something Bob Marley. I, it, it's a toss-up between those two. Okay. Is, is Glycerine your favorite Bush song? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, what about movie? Oh, that's another hard one. I'm uh, going TV show next. So, so yeah, just, yeah. Just, you know. uh, Movie-wise... It's probably going to be, uh, it's still one of my favorites, <laughs> uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like yep. Jack Burton. Yep, of course. <laughs> you know what old Jack Burton says at a yeah. time like this? <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's so cheesy, Kurt Russell. I don't uh, think I've seen that movie, uh, probably a decade it's been since I've seen that movie. It's absolutely one of my favorite so supposedly movies. Supposedly, the Street Fighter video game was based on characters yeah, from that movie. For sure. Right? Seriously? Yeah. Like Blanca. Yeah. Oh, it and, makes sense, actually. And, yeah. and then Raiden, he, he, they, yeah. they, they, all those guys wore the big. Uh, Raiden. Big yeah, hat, Raiden. yeah. And then <laughs> one of the dudes had the electricity Wait, was stuff. Raiden from Mortal Kombat? No, that was... No, that was... Because uh, remember he throws the, his hat? That was his finishing move? I think so. Yeah, was, who was but the electric way, guy? Either way, yeah, either way it still yeah, feels yeah. like a parallel. It's like 1984 yep. or something. Yep. Raiden was Street Fighter, though. Yeah. No, was no, no, no. Okay. Blanca was Street Fighter. Blanca was for was sure. Yeah, he was electric. But then Blanca do like the Hanuka. No, Raiden was... No, Blanca was the like yeah the beast looking guy. Yes, that yeah. was Blanca. Yeah. Yes, he, he would like spin. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah. JP, what's your, what's uh, your uh, what's your movie? Man, that's a tough one. Maybe uh, mm, probably Armageddon. 
<laughs> I've seen it probably a hundred times, and I never turn it off. Oh, man. That just that says so much about you. I love that so much. Yeah, I don't want to close my eyes or hey, fall asleep. Hey, do you, do you cry when Bruce Willis closes the door and... She takes off. He's crying right now. Every or time. He takes Every off. time, dude. Every time. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Liv Tyler's so hot, too. And then I'm what like, happened oh. to her? Yeah. <laughs> You probably love animal happy. crackers, right? She, Lord of the Rings. She went to that island. <laughs> oh, and even Affleck. Affleck was in that. Isn't that he crazy? Was. That's what I'm saying. When, when Bruce Willis closes See, the door, it's there. Affleck that, that he's standing there, and he's, like, hitting the, he's hitting no, the door. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Is is Armageddon the one where they slingshot onto the yes. onto yeah. the meteor? That's what Billy Bob Thornton was the NASA guy. What'd you say, Chase? So, oh, slingshots a real thing. Using the gra- the gravitational force of a mass around the moon. Well, I, I mean, I I get it. I guess. <laughs> I, I gotta be in physics. I can't believe Armageddon is. <laughs> I know that's. I, love, I wasn't so ready for that one. I mean, I could come up with something else. I have so much more respect for you off. because I've of literally that. never turned it off whenever it's on. I'm like, <laughs> and Brie will be like, "You watched this earlier on today," and I'm like, "I'm not going to change it." I mean, <laughs> hopeless, hopeless romantic here. Yeah, I'm here oh for Lord. it. All right, TV show. My favorite TV show of all time is uh, Seinfeld. Uh, you know what? You seemed like a yeah. Seinfeld guy. Uh, Again, another parallel with Chase. Mine is um, Dragon Ball in the series. Ooh, Seriously? So I have Dragon been Ball going Z? ham on Dragon Ball. So. Wait, you, are you watching it now? Well, I'm, I'm watching yes. Kai and Super. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't seen those. So I, it's Dragon Ball, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Super. I haven't seen Dragon Ball GT. I haven't I, 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 guys, I've I'm never so seen any sorry. Of I don't know what you even know what you're talking about. It's pretty baller. Warren and I watch it, so I'll be drinking a white claw. Warren will be <laughs> Warren will be in his bouncy chair, and we'll be watching some Kame Kame Ha. It's super fun. And it's fire. Original karate. I come in all the time, okay. like, bros. Are you guys watching Dragon Ball Z? Dude, I watched this dang episode last Where, night. Is that a Cartoon Network show, or what's the? It's Tsunami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's Adult Swim. Is that what you said? Yeah, Tsunami, okay. Adult Swim. They okay. do like after ten or. Was Dragon Ball, like the original Dragon Ball Z? Was that on Cartoon Network, or am I misremembering that? Was it yeah. cards? Or, cards originally, right? Like was it play, like playing cards? Uh, it's a manga. Oh, that's Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right. a comic. Do you play uh, Pokemon Go too? That's Jeff. I knew one I, of you uh, did it. Uh, yeah, I play Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> this guy right here. Jeff John, absolutely John does. And I, I, I knew. Friends, I couldn't remember who I saw, friends. and I just there, could there, not believe it. I'm, what the hell is wrong with you guys? I, the, <laughs> the amount of hours I have spent watching all the Dragon Balls, hundreds, easily. The only Dragon Balls I see is on Game of Thrones. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a good joke, and yeah. you beat me to it. <laughs> Dang it. The only thing I was going to say is I have actually seen... Jeff and Big John at the bar battling in Pokemon Go. Like, actually, I've physically seen them. This is great for radio because nobody can see me do this. I have physically seen them go like this. <laughs> against each other at the bar battling. Uh, John's Jeff. a higher level than me. Um, <laughs> and so, I was lucky to pull off the last win because uh, he's a fierce competitor. And all that. So I think Jeff got so upset at one competition with this that he actually threw John's phone on the floor and broke it. Oh my Is that a true story? You broke Big John's phone? I broke Big John's phone. It wasn't out of anger. It was just clumsiness altogether. But. 
<laughs> well, it still works. We're replacing the screen. Yes, we've, we're fixing it. <laughs> was, we were about to. Yeah. We were setting. <laughs> we're setting up a trade. I wasn't angry at him whatsoever. Okay, that's good. We're best friends. We're best know, pokey friends. I don't know how you could ever be angry at Big John. You couldn't. Oh it's God. not physically possible. No. Well, um, is there any uh, any other random like get to know Ben questions that you guys have uh, for Ben here that uh, we want to ask before we wrap it up here? Grizzly or school? Oh yeah. So obviously, <laughs> obviously I'm from Kentucky and uh, I'm actually a hillbilly. So. Uh, I just know how to make beer. What's the most Kentucky thing about you? Outside of the dip? In, well, I, I actually... Uh, no, so I've been chewing since I was like 16. Uh, so... throwing half a can in one day. Yeah, so they, they always give me a hard time because literally a can lasts... It's like three dips. It's like... I, I heard this thing once where if you put like a dip all the way around your lower oh, yeah, lip... A horseshoe. A horseshoe. I heard <laughs> yeah. it called a railroad. Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you do that? That's Ring of Fire. Yeah, okay, nah. so apparently none of it's real, and it's just whatever somebody wants to say. Yeah, I just time. switch a uh, hog leg or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I've been dipping for a while. Uh, but most hillbilly thing, uh, I, well, I don't know. I, outside of so yeah. I saw a picture on Bree's Facebook with you with your rifle um, oh, well, trying to shoot okay. outside your house. So you at Bree's Facebook? Is no, so... <laughs> We have a – so I live kind of way out in this Blanchester, Ohio, so I live out in the country. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I have a high-powered uh, pellet gun oh, that I had out. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. So I was sighting it in, but it was kind of chilly out, so I didn't want to uh, – I didn't want to go outside. So I, just, I, opened, all, you know? I opened a sliding door. I was sighting it in, and uh, so I was shooting off of the uh, – I was shooting out of the back of my house, like sliding door. Kitchen table. And the kitchen table's right behind me, yeah, and I was using the chair – as a brace, and uh, so I was sighting it in on a target out in my backyard. Uh, yeah, that's kind of hillbilly, I guess. No, that's but, awesome. Yeah, correction. So that's, that's awesome. That's, You're just living uh, your best life. There's nothing wrong with that. What, what was it now? You're living your best life. There's nothing wrong. With yeah, that. so you know, I, and yeah, I like guns and hunting and stuff, fishing. Love it. Camping and well, biking. I I, uh, I know for a fact that I speak for the whole team when I say. We couldn't be more thrilled to have you here. Uh, you're a, yes. a fantastic fit, uh, both culturally and professionally, and, and, and with your abilities and your talent. So thank you for everything you've done. Um, we're incredibly grateful. And uh, cheers, everyone, to Ben. Cheers. Cheers. To ben. cheers.